Hello, everyone. I'm Brad Gray, and welcome to the Teaching Series Podcast. I am a follower of Jesus, and I find the Bible to be absolutely amazing and love helping people experience it anew. Because in my 12 plus years of teaching the Bible professionally, I've learned that most of us have never been taught how to engage the Bible the way it was intended in its original context, and we are missing out on so much. Because when the biblical text is set in its context, it becomes more relevant, compelling, and transformational than we ever imagined. My desire is for all people to experience the Bible this way and to see Jesus at the center of it all. It's to this end that I created the teaching series, which is a weekly video series that explores some aspect of the Bible in its original context and then talks through how we can apply it well to our own context. This podcast is the audio version of those highly visual video teachings, which can be found at walkingthetext.com. So if you find an episode particularly helpful, I'd encourage you to check out the video version as well. And please feel free to rate and review this podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and let's jump into the episode. Friends, hello there, and welcome to another episode in the teaching series. Today, we're going to look at a passage in the book of Exodus, my favorite book in the Hebrew scriptures. And it's one of those passages that you can just easily just read through and never pause long enough to understand what's going on here. And this is one of those passages I think you're going to find really helpful. It's from Exodus chapter 24, verse 12, and it goes like this. The Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and stay here. This phrase that's translated as stay here gets translated a number of different ways based on the translation. Some say and remain here. Some say you'll be here. Um, Others like this will say and stay here. The word behind this in the Hebrew is the word hayah. Feels like you got to kind of do a karate chop there. It's a word that means to be. So if you were to literally translate this, it would say, come up to me on the mountain and be here. Now, I can see why translators have translated this a number of different ways, because at first read, it seems like uh, it's duplicating itself, right? It's being redundant or repetitive. If Moses is going to come up to the mountain, then where else is he going to be? But I think what's going on here is that this isn't so much about Moses being there as much as it is about Moses being there. And here's here's what I'm getting at. Moses has to climb this huge mountain, Mount Sinai. And there's a couple of different options, or there's actually lots of different options, but the two most viable ones are in the southern part of the Sinai Peninsula. Um, Here's one known as Jebel Katarina. There's the, the summit way up there, and this takes like five, six, seven hours of hiking to get to the top. It is a massive, massive mountain, and you're moving at a pretty good clip at that point. Um, There's another one by the name of Jebel Musa. Now, I haven't had a chance to do Katarina the day that I was here. I got so sick that I could hardly walk, so I look forward uh, forward to the day where I can do Jebel Katarina. But I was able to do Jebel Musa, and this is another traditional location. This is actually where pilgrims will go. And myself and uh, my classmates at JUC, when I was studying in the Middle East with Jerusalem University College students, um, 
we got up at 1.30 in the morning and we hiked to the summit for the sunrise. And here's a photo of me on the sunrise. The early lights are beginning and I have never been more cold in my life. Like I've got two jackets on here. I've got two pairs of pants and I had just thrown off a massive wool blanket so that I didn't look absolutely ridiculous getting this picture taken. It was quite a trek to get up there and it was freezing cold when I got up there. And I can see why... God says to Moses, like, come up to me in the mountain and be here because if Moses is going to trek up to the top of this mountain, there's a good chance that when he gets there, his mind is going to be racing with questions like, how long am I going to be up here? What's going to happen up here? When's lunch? Uh, where am I going to sleep? How cold is it going to get at this elevation? There's probably all of these things that may be triggering in Moses' mind if he gets to the top and he's not actually there. Meaning, I believe that when God says, come up to me on the mountain and be here, that God is inviting Moses to be fully present. That when Moses gets to the top, God's going, hey, I know it's going to be very easy to be distracted. I know you're going to probably be thinking a lot of different things. But Moses, when you get up here, I need you to be here. It's just the idea of being fully present. And you and I understand this well. I mean, when was the last time you had a conversation with someone where you knew that they were there, but they actually weren't there. I mean, maybe they were listening to you and nodding their head, or maybe even worse, they were doing that and they were like looking beyond you. And in your mind, you're going, okay, apparently I'm not interesting enough because this person is looking for someone more interesting, right? They're there, but they're not really there. They're not fully present in that moment, in that conversation with you. Or, or let's put the shoes on the other foot for a moment. Like, I remember one of my friends telling this story where he said, I started to notice that every single time my kids addressed my wife, they would just say, Mom. But when they wanted to address me, they would go, Dad, Dad, Dad. And he said, finally, one day, it just was driving me a bit bananas. And I said to my kids, why, when you address your mother, do you say mom? But then when you address me, you go, dad, dad, dad. And they go, well, that's easy. We just know that you're not going to hear us the first couple of times. Oh, man, that's a painful story right there. And you know what makes it even more painful is when that story becomes your own. Because I remember my friend telling me that story and I was like, oh man, dude, come on. And then it started happening to me. And my wife would say, Brad, do you hear them? And I'm like, hear who? She goes, like the kids. I go, what do you mean? She goes, they've been calling your name several times and you haven't even acknowledged them. And I said, I didn't acknowledge them because I didn't even hear them. And friends, they're 10 feet from me. Like when we get into these moments where we're not fully present, we are distracted in so many different ways that our kids pick up on it. Other people can pick up on it. And it's really not a great place to be in. Uh, David Bader has this really great quote where he says, be here now, be someplace else later. Is that so complicated? In theory, no, but in practicality, 
Yes, and I know I'm not alone in this, right? We have all of these distractions that are going on around us. For many of us, we're like racing through our day and we're always thinking about the next thing. We're thinking about the emails that we need to respond to, this next meeting we're going into, this to-do list we need to check off, this next assignment that we need to get done, and we're not fully present in the moment, And this is what I believe God was challenging Moses with, was just this ability that when he enters into a situation, that he is able to live fully present. Um, I was reminded of this just a a few days ago. My family and I went to our first Nashville professional soccer game, and it was a blast to go to. They held it at the Nissan Stadium, which is the football stadium, um, like American football stadium. And uh, it was a blast. And here's my family. We're all sitting together. Obviously, here's a selfie of our whole crew. Calix on the end. I have no idea what he does, what he's doing in this moment. I mean, he normally just looks constipated in every photo that he takes. Um, but for whatever reason, like he's contouring his face in some weird way. Um, but we're here and we're enjoying just this fun game. Um, except for the fact that it ended in a 0-0 tie. I still don't understand sports that you can play and not win or lose at. Like you play 90 minutes and you tie? Come on, like what is up with that? Uh, And I guess the other kind of downer, I guess, was there were so many instances in this game where a player would get hit and they would just like fall to the ground in agony. And there was probably six or seven times I'm like, dude, like they're going to have to be taken off in a stretcher. I mean, that just looks so painful. I mean, they're just writhing on the ground and then they get the call and they get up and they're magically okay. Like, what is up with that? I know for those of you watching the World Cup and Neymar and others, like, come on. Can we not just elevate the morale and just the integrity of the game, right? And now that I've offended every single soccer player who's going to be watching this, now we can move on. But I I think you would agree with me on that. So those were the only downers to the night. But I remember during this game that there was this guy sitting in front of me. And guy makes him sound like older than what they were. It was probably a dude about 14, 15 years old. Okay, so he's more of a kid, right? He's a teenager, young teenager. And he's just on his phone, and I would surmise probably 90% of the game. And I'm sitting there going, you, you paid how much money to sit on your phone? I mean, the game was fantastic. The crowd was outstanding. The view, oh my goodness. Check out the sky here. This is no filter. I have yet to see recently a sky more radiant than this at sunset. I mean, it was just mesmerizing. I mean, even this person right here is taking a picture of the backdrop of the sky. I mean, it's just amazing. And here this kid is on his cell phone. And I don't know about you, but I would say if you're probably like 30 years old or older, like you have this very negative view of kids and technology. Like this is a serious issue. Like they have this problem with technology. They can't get off their phones. You know, they're completely addicted. They don't realize how much this is having a detriment on them socially. And there's just this negativity that we who are like 30 and over kind of, you know, levy against you know, the youth of the day. And then I was reminded in that moment 
of an article that was released at the end of May that appeared on USA Today. And it was a second grade teacher from Louisiana who was recounting a conversation she was having with her students and she was talking about inventions. And she invited her class to write something about an invention. And here's one of the reports that a little second grade girl did on an invention she despised. And here's what she wrote. She says, I don't like the phone because my parents are on their phone every day. I hate my mom's phone and I wish she never had one. And the teacher went on to say that when she got this report, she talked to the entire class about cell phone usage in their household. And the teacher said, Every single one of the students said either their guardian or their parent or parents, every one of them said this, spend more time on Facebook than they do having a one-on-one conversation with them. Friends, our kids are learning this from someone, and it is us. Now, do kids have a problem with technology? Yes. But do parents have a problem with technology? Yes. And before we start pointing the finger at the kids and saying, listen, you've got to learn to handle your technology better. I think we as parents and we as adults have to wake up to just how addicted we are to the technology that we utilize in the form of a cell phone. Now, don't get me wrong. Technology is not a bad thing. Your cell phone is not a bad thing. There are so many great things you can do with a cell phone. I'm using my cell phone right now to record this section um, or this session of this teaching, and you're probably using your phone to watch this teaching. So it's not that our technology is bad. It's that we have to understand that technology must be a servant and not a master. And that there are lots of things that are distracting us and detracting us from being fully present. And one of the chief contributors to the distraction is our cell phone. It's the social media that we're getting on. It's the number of times we feel like we have to check our email. It's the number of times that our phone dings because we have dings set up every single time we receive a text or an email or we get some kind of notification from the social media outlet that we've subscribed to. And friends, I just think that this is one of those things that we all have to wake up to, and myself included. I know that for me, I have had to set very strict rules and regulations in place on how I interact and engage with my cell phone because it's just so easy to pull it out. We've got rules in our family now about when I can utilize my phone and when I can't, when my wife can and when she can't because we're trying to help our kids to understand what a healthy relationship with technology looks like. And I think that one of the biggest things that will enable us to be fully present at meals, on, you know, in conversations, in front of one another, is if we put our phone away, we put down the cell phone. And so that's one of the things that I just want to challenge you with, that I want to challenge you to be fully present. And I want to challenge you to have a right relationship with technology. 
And I know that for my family and I, one of the things that has been really helpful to us has been a book by a guy by the name of Andy Crouch called The TechWise Family. And the subtitle is Everyday Steps for Putting Technology in Its Proper Place. And I'm going to hyperlink this um, under the teaching at walkingthetext.com. So if you're interested, I would highly recommend reading this book. It is amazing because one of the things that Andy does is he takes a holistic approach towards technology so that ultimately we can live life more fully present. In fact, here's one of his... um, quotes from the preface, from the the very front part of the book itself. He just says, if we don't learn how to put technology in all of its forms in its proper place, we will miss out on many of the best parts of life in a family. And I would just say life in general. And so this is just one resource that I want to recommend to you that, that we're working through and we're trying to implement that and trying to figure out how can we be more fully present because it's not just about our cell phones. It's about tablets. It's about television. It's about distractions in general that pull us out of the moment we're in and it drags us into a moment that does not exist and it doesn't allow us to be fully present to ourself, to one another, to the situation situations and circumstances and opportunities that are before us. And so friends, let's let's be fully present. Let's put down the cell phone. Let's be more intentional. Let's think through the things that distract us and how we can prevent them so that we can be in the moment and be truly there. So friends, thanks so much for stopping by. As always, I hope this teaching is helpful to you. If you know someone who just needs to hear this, I think this is a teaching we all need to hear. Then by all means, feel free to share this with friends and family and with those on social media. There's a really good usage for that as well. And also, if you're engaging this anywhere other than at Walking the Text, you can head over there. I'll have some questions for you to think through. And again, I'll hyperlink this book from Andy Crouch that I think would be really helpful to you as you try to get a handle or a proper handle on technology. So friends, again, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening if you're listening to the podcast. And may you walk out the text well in your life. (music) 